الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى ما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إن الله توبة نصوحا عسى ربكم أن يكفر عنكم سيئاتكم ويدخلكم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم A couple of days ago we introduced in this uh, notion that the elite from the community of the Prophet sallallahu were very particular about looking deep into their own hearts and weeding out mistakes, flaws, or weaknesses that they perceived. We identified that even this was a habit of the Prophet ﷺ, we identified this being the habit of other great Sahaba. And the reality behind this is that when a person aims to rectify themselves, aims to rectify their mistakes, aims to purify themselves, they are actually doing so in order to elevate themselves. This isn't a reflection per se of disobedience. It's actually a reflection of obedience. When the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum or the Prophet وسلم, when they were seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they were forgiving, when they were seeking the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this they were actually empowering themselves and that's what istighfar that's what repentance does it elevates the believer like like no other this is how partly how rasulullah elevated his rank when he would complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of his own weakness this was not a sign of the disobedience of the prophet sallallahu the Prophet ﷺ was the most obedient. He was the example of obedience. But he was elevating his own rank by seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. So we must understand this. That istighfar or seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a mark of good fortune. Not just for the individual, but for the community as a whole. Now, Individually, through istighfar, a person draws very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person, uh, through, through performing istighfar, actively reflecting upon one's state, and then asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them, this is a mark of good fortune for a believer. And we see that the Prophet wasallam narrated in Sahih Muslim, that the Prophet wasallam said that he... Um, uh, one hadith from Muslim and one from Bukhari. The Prophet said that he himself, you know, given his rank, he himself would seek istighfar more than seventy times a day from the, from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. More than seventy times a day. Someone who is who is the uh, example of of obedience is seeking istighfar from from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, meaning he's elevating his rank. In another hadith, the Prophet said that I that he that I seek istighfar, I seek forgiveness from my Lord one hundred times a day. The most perfect human being is 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 maximizing or, or is increasing that perfection by seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. He's empowering himself and he's empowering the rest of his community 
through this deed. So istighfar should be part and parcel of our life, that we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. The Prophet said in a hadith, as a sign that for us it's a means of elevating, elevation, and for the community it is as well. Now individually the Prophet said, طُوبَى لِمَنْ وُجِدَ فِي صَحِيفَتِهِ إِسْتِغْفَارًا كَثِيرًا طُوبَى لِمَنْ وُجِدَ فِي صَحِيفَتِهِ إِسْتِغْفَارًا كَثِيرًا That glad tidings be, or fortunate be, that person who in his صحيفة, in his book, in his book of deeds, فِي صَحِيفَتِهِ إِسْتِغْفَارًا كَثِيرًا That he finds in his book excessive istighfar. Excessive istighfar. Now what's interesting, the ulama say that in order for a person to actually find istighfar in his or her book in the hereafter, that it has to be a sincere istighfar. Because that's a mark. If it's found in the hereafter, if it's found in that person's sahifa in his book or in her book, then that's a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted that istighfar. So glad tidings or good fortune be for the person who finds in his book of deeds, in his record, istighfaran kathira. That person... It, 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 that person's istighfar is not a sign of the their disobedience in this world. It, they're being given the glad tidings. They're being given good fortune of the hereafter. It's actually a mark of their obedience in this world. This applies not just to the individual, but even as a community as a whole. That the community, that all the components within the community need to always be self-reflective and must always turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking forgiveness for our mistakes. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ That you will not be punished, or the recipients of punishment of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ while you are with them, referring to the Prophet That while the Prophet was around, the community or the believers would not be punished by Allah. They wouldn't go undergo extreme difficulty. They won't undergo the difficulties that you know, we could imagine could befall an ummah. Like maybe the previous umam. So Allah Ta'ala says, That while you are with them, these difficulties will not befall the ummah. Nor will difficulties befall the, the community while there are people who are doing istighfar. So for as long as the constituents of the community can repeatedly or, rep or, or consistently Seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, and that community will be protected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment. So you see the power of, of istighfar. That it's that we in the same way the community of the Sahaba were protected, or that community was protected from punishment because they were in the company of the Prophet. The way by which we as an ummah protect ourselves from this sort of punishment is through remaining engaged in consist, consistently remaining engaged in istighfar. So the first step of a person aiming to rectify themselves is that they have to be consistent in turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with istighfar. If the Prophet did it more than 70 times a day, according to one narration, and a hundred times a day in another narration, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Our success or our ability to elevate our rank and, and increase in our proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is largely dependent on how much we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. So we begin by seeking forgiveness for the mistakes that we've made. But then once we've reconciled those, then the next step is to seek forgiveness for the times that we've spent neglecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, over the time that we spent heedless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
There's never a time where we should feel content with our state. We should always be looking to increase our state further. We should, and then ultimately, even if we've reached that, then we should we should seek forgiveness for not worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he deserves to be worshipped. And if you look that we are, that the that the Prophet was so particular about about istighfar that we learn from his example that even after completing a prayer, which is worship, which is we are it's not like we're doing anything wrong, it's not like we're doing anything neutral when we're praying to Allah. In fact, we're actually doing something that would otherwise be categorized as as, as a mark of righteousness, turning and praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we learn from the example of the Prophet that after we say salam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, the first words that would come out of the Prophet's mouth were Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Why? Because even in our efforts of becoming closer to Allah through prayer, we are uh, uh, we, we lack. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect and we as human beings will never be able to offer anything perfect. So even what, in whatever we offer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we learn from the Prophet's example that we have to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some ulama say that we should even, so we're seeking istighfar for our worship, we should actually take it to the next level and seek istighfar for our istighfar. Because of the uh, inherent inability for us to properly repent and seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, that even after we complete a sitting where we ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive us, then we ask Him to forgive us because of the way we were asking Him to forgive us. That's the degree that, that the, uh, the people of piety would, would take, or the, the degree that people of piety would reach. Then the next step, after a person, the next level you could say, is as Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha that after istighfar or you could say as a supplement to istighfar is tawba tawba literally means that you turn back toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as we mentioned earlier today that the best of the children of Adam alayhi salam khayrul khata'in at-tawwabun are those people that turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people that turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sincere tawbah, these are the people that are the most beloved to Allah. Which means what? This isn't a mark, again, of our disobedience to Allah. That when a person seeks tawbah, this is a mark of our obedience to Allah. Meaning we aren't, uh, we aren't, we are elevating ourselves in our rank. Or we are drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of tawbah that we make. Now tawbah, as Allah ta'ala says, should be performed with utmost sincerity. With utmost sincerity. When a person turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they turn back to Allah with utmost sincerity. And then Allah ta'ala says, That perhaps you will, your Lord will forgive you of your sins. And He'll enter you into paradise. This is the hope that, this is, a, this is the hope when a person turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawbah. But it highlights that even if we are consistent in our istighfar, even if we are consistent in our tawbah, and now because of these two, we are elevating our rank and we are drawing very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that even this isn't sufficient. Why? Because Allah ta'ala says, or part of the reason, Allah ta'ala says, Asa rabbukum. Perhaps your Lord will do this for you. 
Perhaps your Lord will do this for you. Well, how is it that a person is repenting for their sins and then they're doing a sincere tawbah and turning back to Allah to eliminate any mistake that they've made with their Creator? And yet, despite this, we're still being told, Asa Rabbukum an ankum, that perhaps there's hope that your Lord will do this for you. Shouldn't it be a guarantee? Shouldn't it be a mark that, okay, if you're doing this, what, what more left is there? There's one more component that goes beyond istighfar and that is beyond tawbah, and that is rahmah. That is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ultimately, even if we are consistent in our tawbah, or even if we perform tawbah, or we, even if we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a seer, sincere repentance, we are still dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And the evidence of this is in the hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ told his companions that none of you will enter into Jannah without the mercy of Allah. None of you will enter into Jannah without the mercy of Allah. So it was asked of the Prophet ﷺ, what about you Rasulullah? What about you? I mean, you're the mark of excellence. You are our role model. You're, you're who we <coughs> mimic, we follow. Uh, in fact, we've learned how to do istighfar from you. We've learned how to do tawbah from you. And these are marks of, of obedience. What about you? And so the Prophet ﷺ said, no, not even me. Not even me. Not even the most perfect of creation is able to enter into Jannah without the mercy of Allah. Now, blessed be the Sahaba that they asked the Prophet ﷺ this question. Right? Because they could have left it at none of us will enter Jannah. Okay, but the Prophet ﷺ will enter Jannah, you know, with... with uh, out mercy, which means that you know we we are just that weak, and it's actually just our, our inability to be able to please Allah and worship Allah Taala the way He deserves to be worshipped. But the prophets or the Prophet Sallallahu He is on a different level. His maqam is different, and most certainly He will be able to enter through His deeds, through His istighfar, through His tawbah. But the Sahaba thankfully asked the Prophet Sallallahu and when the Prophet Sallallahu then responded, it made clear to the entire community until the Day of Judgment, that even achieving perfection in, in whatever human form that would be, even that isn't sufficient. Ultimately, we are dependent on the mercy of Allah. Ultimately, we are dependent upon the mercy of Allah. So when a person desires to turn back to Allah, desires to become closer to Allah, then they have to be consistent in their istighfar. They have to be consistent in their istighfar. They actively sit and seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and do it in the way the Prophet instructed us to do. And then secondly, they have to be people who regularly turn back to Allah. Turn back to Allah like the tawabin. And we said the dua from today, Allahumma ja'alni min al-tawabin wa ja'alni min al-mutatahirin. That we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people that turn back to Him in tawbah. And we turn back to Him consistently and regularly with tawbah. And then the third component for a person who's seeking Allah Ta'ala's uh, proximity and qurb is that ultimately we are dependent upon the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And so we seek His mercy in everything that we do. We are dependent on His mercy in this life. His mercy is what brought us into existence. His mercy is what's uh, enabling us to sustain ourselves through the life in this world. And His mercy is what we are going to be dependent upon in the hereafter. That even if the Prophet is not able to enter Jannah, well then imagine the type of mercy that we're, we're going to, imagine the mercy that we'll require from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us consistent and regular in our turning back to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of our uh, actions and deeds and we seek His forgiveness from the 
uh, from the mistakes or the shortcomings uh, within these and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, accept us into his gardens without any questioning wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alamin